Thank you for joining us for Three Bees on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Three Bs on the Law. The EEOC finally came out with some guidance on giving vaccines to your employees and giving them incentives. And so I know we've talked about this, and in our last podcast when we talked about this issue, we kind of were like, we don't know what the answer is. We don't know. Well, now we know a little bit more. We still don't have all the answers, uh, but at least we can provide uh, y'all with a little bit better guidance. And so, Tricia, I know one of the questions that was asked that we didn't have clear guidance on was whether or not an employer could ask for documentation that an employee had received a vaccine. Yeah, so they did talk a little bit about that in the responses as to, yes, you can ask for documentation and you can use it um, with incentives, but um, you can kind of delineate it in between whether or not you as the employer asking them to provide proof of the vaccine from some healthcare provider or a pharmacy versus the employer being, you know, participating in the vaccine process or hiring a third party to be participating in the um, vaccine process. Um, if it's the employer um, and a third party that they hire, you can still offer an incentive. You just have to be careful. Um, they don't define this very well. I mean, what do you think, Susan? It's a little limiting. They said, be, you know, don't be coercive. Well, what what is being coercive, right? They didn't really explain it. So there's still some gray area there. They could have put $100 certificates coercive. They could have just put that in there and everyone right. would have gone, okay, now we know. Right. Yep, but no, they they couldn't be that clear for us. Absolutely not. They they just said if if you're if you're contracting with somebody and having your employee incentivizing your employees to go to that contracted provider, don't be coercive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's I, I'm not saying they said you could be coercive otherwise, but it kind of sounds like, you know, they said no limitation if it's about, you know, them going out to like a healthcare right. provider or a pharmacy or, you know, all the all the other ways that people are getting vaccinated. That doesn't have anything to do where the employer would somehow in some way get exposed to those questions that clearly the EOC in this whole process, it seems to me like they're obsessed with the uh, the pre vaccination questions. They're like, right we don't want anyone to see those. And if you see them, you better have reasons to see them. And if you, if the people that see them, you better put them in special places. And like, you know, um, it's because of course there's medical information there and everything, but interestingly enough, you know, um, I, I was surprised when they were like, Hey, the vaccine is not technically a medical examination or anything, but the questions, you know, are what we're trying to protect. And that's kind of how they're sort of breaking it down. But it's, it is interesting because, um, you know, it's, it, it really exposed, if you do it right, you can, you can offer quite an incentive. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because we weren't sure earlier on, it seemed as if you couldn't in, uh, offer much of an incentive, but now, as long as you're saying, Hey, go out into the world and get your vaccine wherever you want to get your vaccine. But as long as you come back and show me that vaccination card, now be clear, don't show me the questionnaire you filled out. Right. Like Trisha said, don't even tell me oh, about it. <laughs> don't bring that questionnaire you filled out, but show me that card that just says you got the vaccine and now I can incentivize you. And there really isn't much of a limit. 
And I could so, follow that up with like, if you can't, you, and you can ask them if they got the vaccine, but you can't, if they don't, if they don't show you it, so you can't give them the incentive and they don't, you shouldn't inquire further. So really you, you just, who I, I would say the people that are handling these question, questioning of the employees or inspiring to give them these incentives, they need to be trained because I'm a little concerned that they would easily walk over that line. Cause it almost seems like, why didn't you get it, Bob? You know, sure. uh, I mean, the simple question of why did you get the vaccine? Well, no, you know, Joe, I didn't get the vaccine. Well, why not, Joe? Right. Well, you now have potentially asked an employee for medical information that you're not allowed to do. Yeah. Not unless you go down that whole business necessity road of just don't go there unless you really, you know, unless you're a hospital or one of these places that really you you plan to go there anyway and you're going to mandate and you're going to do all those things. So if you're just voluntarily trying to incentivize the people to get vaccinated, then um, the EOC, what have they not told us? So they've told us some stuff, but what have they still not told us? Well, what's right. coercive? I think that they have been a little vague with their mm-hmm. terms is what is an appropriate incentive and what goes down the line of being coercive. So, I mean, if you offer your employees a hundred dollars, well, okay, that's an incentive, but let's say you start offering employees $10,000 to get the, you know, that could potentially be coercive to the employees and those who don't want by choice the vaccine. And that, and it's, going to, it's going to depend on it's a fact basis, right? I mean, so, you know, if you're offering uh, professional sports figures who are making $10 million a year, $1,000 to get the vaccine, well, that's not coercive, but if you were to offer someone who makes minimum wage a thousand dollars to get the vaccine, maybe that's coercive. So I think it's a factual situation. Um, but one thing I want to make sure that we jump on is not only can you um, not get the medical information or ask the why, but once you collect the, the information that someone had a vaccine, that is confidential, even though they've deemed that that's not medical information, it is still confidential. So you can't have an incentive program that says if 100% of our employees um, get get you know vaccinated, we'll have this big prize. And then anytime someone gets vaccinated, you put their name up on a wall to show that they were vaccinated, right? You can't do that, right? So we can't be disclosing and we can't be uh, calling out who isn't getting vaccinated. It needs to be, an, it should really be an individual, I mean, incentive. Right. I so. think you're right, Susan, because the actual what they I think what they said was that the actual medical that the the process of getting the shot, they're considering not a medical examination, according to the EOC. Right. Mm-hmm. But the 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 information about it, the card and everything, I think you're absolutely right. Like that's that's definitely confidential. And and it is such a hot topic among employees and everybody right now of wanting to know who got it, who didn't get it. The people that got it want to make sure everyone around them got it. And the people that didn't get it don't really want to talk to anybody about it, frankly, or they have their own reasons, you know, that they're, um, you know, possibly protected for religious or medical reasons, or they just don't, they're, they, they're not happy. Some people don't trust this vaccine. So there's a lot of, you know, discord in the workplace already about who wants to talk about and who doesn't. So I think it's, that's a good point that this, certainly the management shouldn't walk into those situations and, and start sharing that they know who got it. And I think with the incentives, you couldn't be like, yay, you know, whoever won the incentive. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think it's going to be interesting with once the CDC updates the mask 
uh, protocols and whether or not people who are not vaccinated have to wear masks, whereas those who don't, uh, I just messed that up, didn't I? Whereas those who are vaccinated don't have to wear a mask and those right. who are not vaccinated have to continue to mask uh, at places of work. And I think it's gonna be interesting to see what OSHA comes out with as well as you know a lot of these governmental agencies because that is also really gonna differentiate who is vaccinated and who is not vaccinated in an employment setting. So I think that's gonna be an, kind of the next really interesting development that we're gonna see shortly. That's well, if it's anything like, here, if it's anything like the, ins yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead, Susan. Well, saying that's already happening here in Illinois. They're already saying if you if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you now, obviously, every workplace and every business can have their own policy, but you know, a, a workplace can have a policy that says if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Fully vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Well, aren't you essentially having making your employees disclose they haven't been vaccinated by? wearing a mask. So, I mean, that goes outside of this incentive program. And that sounds like an entirely different uh, podcast. That topic. is a different podcast. Yeah. Interesting things yeah. are that states and counties are offering incentives now. And so, Tricia, what are they offering in Texas? You know, some of the cities have decided to start offering some things. So, like, um, Dallas has offered, I think, to get um, people vaccinated, something related like the Clippers games and then, like, um, Houston – They've got some incentive programs going on, but it's um, it's really city based here, mostly from, um, you know, of course, the governor is encouraging people to do it. But uh, it's not it's not <laughs> it's not a lottery like it is in some places. Yeah. What about a lottery yet? like you like California? Right. What, what do you got going on, Camille? Well, we have. So the governor announced earlier this week, there's 15 million dollars in prizes. And there's going to be a drawing. So people who have at least had their first vaccine by June 15th, um, there will be 10 $1.5 million winners. And then there's a bunch of smaller um, incentives that they have uh, got going on from the California government. So that's going to be interesting to see uh, how those uh, lotto winners are actually chosen. And what about Illinois? I know you were saying, Susan, before we got started, that there's some incentives. Yeah, both Illinois and Wisconsin are offering incentives here, and they all vary. In Illinois, we're releasing new incentive programs all the time, anywhere from get a free drink to enter into a lottery to go to the six go to Six Flags. Um, you know, same thing up in Wisconsin. Different businesses are offering incentives. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, where it, what I was reading an article that New Jersey has a program. Um, a shot and a beer that it, once you get your shot, you can go to participating breweries and get a beer. I love that name. <laughs> shot and a beer. So there's some, you know, what I read Krispy Kreme was giving out free donuts. Uh, just lots of interesting vaccinations. Oh, Detroit was the most exciting one. I don't live in Detroit. So I hope this is article, this article is correct, but you get paid $50 for driving someone to get their vaccination. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's actually a great program. <clears throat> it encourage people to help transport people to vaccination sites that are, don't wouldn't otherwise have transportation. So lots of interesting incentive programs out there. Yeah, there that's is this whole concern that you're creating the people that got vaccinated versus all the people that didn't. So, you know, I think employers may want to think, you know, now that we've seen the little guidance we have, I think the one thing we haven't heard is what they would like you to do about all the people that can't get vaccinated if they have, especially 
Um, they're either choosing not to, or they have, you know, these protections, the medical or religious protections. And should you give them some way for them to get an incentive? Um, so it, they haven't spoke about it. We didn't hear about that. I was expecting to see that in this guidance. So I was a little disappointed. I think they knew that people wanted to know it and they didn't know what to say or whatever. Or we'll see it, you know, we'll see at the end of this year when everyone is basically okay. vaccinated or not. So, um, right. and employers have done what they've done. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit of sensitivity considering CEOC about how they expect employers to handle that. Because I think that is going to be a little tricky in the actual workplace itself. Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right, ladies, as usual, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Three Bs on the Law. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Three Bs on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-B's on the law at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.